Hello, hello, how are you? To our English listeners, guten tag. To our alt-right listeners, a privet dispersiva. To our American listeners, this is episode two of the Pubstool Politicians. A view on all things politics as refreshing as a Russian brazzer's piss. Mmm, fake news. We are recording this on Monday the 23rd, 2017, or day three of the end of days as we know it. And in the spirit of Trump's senior advisor Kellyanne Conway's coining of the term alternative facts, we would very much like to thank the 1.5 million of you who downloaded our first episode. It's been a quite a while now, it's a month since we had that first episode, um, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's been a pretty quiet month, uh, not a lot going on. So at this point I would like to introduce my partner in crime. Yes indeed, good to see you again. I like to think we're bringing a bit more integrity back to the political podcast, because as Sean Spicer said, without integrity we have nothing. <laughs> and then he went and he said this. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. Okay, so with that in mind, that line prick, uh, the premise of this episode is that Donald J. Trump has already been here in the UK for some time. Now, I've been living here in the UK for six years. You have been for five-ish. Now, five now in a few days, yeah. Absolutely, we're almost on anniversary. Love it, there you go. Uh, okay, so our British neighbors like to consider themselves fairly savvy, discerning, not easily fooled, they definitely see themselves as more intelligent than our neighbours across the pond. And our neighbours up north. Well, <laughs> that is that. But let's be honest, when it comes to Americans, people this side of the Atlantic, they regularly judge them over, you know, petty things, their bad diet, their general foolishness, gun massacres, you know, those, those kinds of things. And nothing really has quite affirmed this like the whole Trump phenomenon. Now, last year, British MPs in the House of Commons debated banning Donald Trump from the UK. David Cameron that wise old turd, called him divisive, stupid, and wrong. Then some of the stuff that was actually, I did keep in mind, this was said in the House of Commons, okay? He was called a fool and a wazuck. Now there's a word that you is just, that, that is just that not a word used. Yeah, uh, it's quite strange. A wazuck, what a word. England, well done, wazuck, that's. Wazuck, pillock. That, you managed to make someone sound stupid while simultaneously making yourself sound stupid, so kudos, that's pretty good going. Um, the English Trump, equivalent of a gobshite, maybe. Actually, yeah, we probably shouldn't be so quick to judge with that one. We do have a few odd ones. Gobshite's better than wazuk. <laughs> I quite like the word gobshite. It, it really gets across, like, your disdain or that this person... Or being actually, he invented that word. Really? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. That was him. There you go, you learn something every day. Uh, a couple of more things Trump has called. Corrosive, poisonous. Keep in mind, this was said by UK politicians in the House of Commons debate. A, a quote from Victoria Atkins, the Conservative MP, said Trump's buffoonery should be met with the classic British response of ridicule. So this brings us to our hypothesis for this episode. Donald Trump has actually been here alive and well in UK politics long before he ever entered the political scene in America. And what we mean by that is there's been stuff happening in UK politics here exactly the same as Trump. And yet British people never spotted it, never saw it, and now are getting all judgmental of Americans who voted for Donald Trump. Or are they just plain out chose to disregard it because it was their party. Well, that's just it, isn't it? You kind of, when it's your own people, you you kind of look through it. Uh, okay, so let's move on now to talk about the man who puts the pee in president, the urine in, you're in a lot of trouble, America, the leak in intelligence leak, the pot in despot. Okay, okay. What? That's enough. Ah, come on. Don't make me hold him in. I'm bursting here. Okay, all right. Plenty. All right, right. plenty, plenty. Fair enough. Okay, I am quickly, genuinely, all joking aside, I am quickly coming to love President-elect Vladimir Putin, I mean, um, Donald Trump, 
The sheer crack and entertainment value he produces is definitely worth being vaporized in a nuclear holocaust when he, you know, starts World War Three by calling the Chinese premier fat on Twitter or something. Calling his wife a four. He, I wouldn't put it out, he might say the Chinese premier's wife is a four at best. Five with bigger tits. They're great, <laughs> terrific, terrific big tits. Okay, so, um, I, for those of you who've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks, we need to explain why I'm making so many piss jokes here. Um, there was a story widely reported that an intelligence, an MI6 intelligence officer had gained intelligence from several Russian sources that said Donald Trump, while staying in the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Moscow, which was the presidential suite where Barack Obama and Michelle Obama had stayed previously, he so hated them that he had Russian prostitutes perform a golden shower on the bed just to show his disregard for Obama. Was it on the bed or on each other? On each other on the bed, I'd imagine. I have no idea. This is obviously pure speculation. We have to stress this is completely unverified. No one has proved anything. These are secondary reports. And considering the spread of fake news, we should probably take the high ground on this one and admit there's actually no evidence of this. But let's be honest, be truthful. When you heard this first, you thought, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like Donald Trump. Yeah, Jesus. Like that's the ludicrous thing about this. When that shit about Hillary came out, do you remember Pizzagate? Right, when you heard that, a paedophile sex ring in a pizza shop, you're like, that's outrageous. No one would believe that. Couldn't have been too outrageous. Some two-land showed up with a rifle. He was going to say, was it self-justice? or Self-investigating. <laughs> but like, you heard it and you're like, that's outrageous. That's, that's crazy. A, that's, that's outrageous, not... but that's dangerous. Oh, it you is. I mean? but Say, this... Saying prozies are going to piss on each other on a bed. <laughs> but it doesn't that sound... That screams Donald Trump. I know, that's what I mean. It sounds plausible. Were you thinking, who? he could do that. Joe you know who it screams well? Who was the French fella? who took off his robe in the hotel room. Do you remember him? Um, no. Not Nicolas Sarkozy, he was the Prime Minister. The Italian Prime Minister, Berlusconi? Strauss-Kahn. Oh yeah, the IMF boss, Strauss-Kahn, yeah. Yes. It does scream Trump. It screams Berlusconi and Strauss-Kahn. I wouldn't be surprised if the three boys were in the hotel room together <laughs> with Putin. You reckon Strauss was actually a menage ceased? Oh, for fuck's sake. Four lads pulling their peckers and going <laughs> pissing all over the place. Uh, and again, you wouldn't put it past Trump. Some of the stuff we've seen from him. But it, like I said... It, well, like, he's prostitutes aren't even the worst for because he pays them to touch him. Do you know what I mean? He's going to touch women without paying them as well. Yeah, at least he's made a few quid off it. Like. Exactly, yeah. It's quite the cottage industry. Um, it has been a couple of a tough couple of weeks for Al Donald since the inauguration. Um, I wouldn't say so much say it's been, you know, golden showering problems, scandals and fiascos. It's been more of like a tsunami of Russian piss enveloping a, a large piece of carrot. Anyway... I really shouldn't judge Donald so bad over this because I pissed myself laughing when I read about it. Um, let's get on to what, unfortunately, I feel like is going to become a staple of this podcast, which is Donald Trump's Twitter, because it's the only way he fucking speaks. It's a Ab- nice way of bypassing the media, though, isn't it? It is. You don't speak to anyone, you just tweet. I know. He's, he's such a weirdo. But my absolute hero this week was the former Mexican president who is properly Twitter trolling Trump and his team, right? former Mexican president Vincent Fox Quesada tweeted and I quote Trump when will you understand that I'm not paying for that fucking wall be clear with the US taxpayers they will pay for it and as if that's not enough he then tweeted Sean Spicer and said the same thing I think he's just like trolling all of Trump's team and he's going to tweet them all if you're going to do diplomacy by Twitter the Mexicans will see it the fellas who invented Twitter must be losing their mind. <laughs> this is what we made? And, and no, but uh, by the same token, like, you must look at Zuckerberg at Facebook. No way could he have seen that his creation 
would be the invention of fake news. Would he would have set up an algorithm that you only see your side of the argument. If the social network is to be believed, he was basically trying to impress a girl. Well, well done, Mark. Mission fucking accomplished. Well, there's two reasons most men do things. There's money and fanny. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. And he wanted fanny, and he got money. He ends up with some Chinese bread. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay, we'll but move anyway, on. back to the point. Back yeah, to the point. we'll move on from there. Okay, so let's have a look at some of Trump's tweets over the last week or two. And they get more and more ridiculous. Uh, my absolute favorite, after a somewhat cordial meeting with Barack Obama and a very, you know, cordial passing of uh, power, Trump tweeted, quote, doing my best to disregard the many inflammatory President Obama's statements and roadblocks. Thought it was going to be a tr smooth transition. Not. He actually tweeted that. He's genuinely channeling his inner Wayne Campbell and putting not at the end of a sentence. Wow, what a totally amazing, excellent discovery. Not. How did this fella get all those supermodels? I have no idea. It's fucking nuts. But th this actually makes me wonder if he if he is kind of channeling his Wayne Campbell. Do you reckon that? Uh, do you reckon that uh, he had a sit down chat with uh, old Mike Pence about the wall, and Pence said to him, "Stop torturing yourself, man. You'll never afford it. Live in the now." It will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. Okay, so I obviously completely either ripped off a section of Wayne's World there or Pence said that to him while he was high as fuck. Okay, so next, Donald Trump was asked about sanctions US senators were planning against Vladimir Putin. Now, in fairness to Donald, he actually took Putin's cock out of his mouth long enough to give an answer on this one. He said, and I quote, I think we ought to get on with our lives. I think that computers have complicated lives very greatly. The whole age of computers made it where nobody exactly knows what's going on. We have speed. We have lots of other things. But I'm not sure we have the kind of security that we need. I actually think Donald has a point on this one. Not! The next tweet, and this might be my favourite one. This is, this is very much like uh, what we talked about with the um, boycott of Hamilton last time. The tweet says, from Donald Trump, The so-called A-list celebrities are all wanting tickets to the inauguration, but look what they did for Hillary. Nothing. I want the people. Yeah, Donald. He doesn't want A-list celebrities at all at his inauguration. In other news, Chet Evans doesn't really want to be a footballer anymore. He's happy in League One. He would never want the Premier League. No, he wants to be where the real fans are. But that's not alternative facts. <laughs> I don't know what is. I want the people, he said. Oh, no. No, Donald. You're so full of you shit. You couldn't even get people in the bleachers by the road. Yeah, and never mind the rest of it. Um... I thought the uh, did you actually see the concert beforehand we three doors down yeah. <laughs> the musical right. juggernauts that is three doors down did you see it I chose I chose to abstain oh you should have actually genuinely for entertainment value it was brilliant so they cut to the Trump family while three doors down were playing you have never seen anyone look so fucking bored in their lives honest to god Ivanka Trump's face made my week seeing how bored she was watching Three Doors and she was honestly sitting there who the fuck are these hillbillies I've seen the pictures of her online from back in the day no jeez they make you weak <laughs> well, good bad or medium oh my god in fair she's a good looking girl we, we can admit that uh, where's she from Slovakia Slovenia I don't know her she's not fucking American anyway well her Does mother she have to go as well when he I have no idea actually yeah she could be end up on the other side of the world. how has no one said that yet by the way that Trump's wife speaks foreigner. <laughs> Breaking news on pubs to a politician. Yeah. 
No the one. only immigrant that's going to be left in the fucking country. He's is building his a wife. Yeah, he's building his ex-wife <laughs> and a couple of Russian prozies that he keeps for fucking. Do you reckon the money for the wall is secretly for a bridge from Slovenia to America? Could be. But yeah, the, the concert was absolutely his, hilarious. He actually secured the services of the musical juggernaut that is Jackie Ivanko. Yeah, I haven't heard of her either. Um, again, he, the man can't help himself. Had to tweet about it. He tweeted, Jackie Ivanko's album sales have skyrocketed after announcing her inauguration performance. Some people just don't understand the movement. In fairness, I do actually agree with him here. Movement is definitely the right word to describe my bell when I got up at 3 a.m. on election night and saw the result. After Ivanko was announced, in fairness, was announced performing on the inauguration, however, Someday at Christmas, her album, her Christmas album, did bump up 11,000 copies because it was December fucking 22nd. It was before Christmas. In the tracking week after, the album went back down because it wasn't fucking Christmas anymore. Billboard actually fact-checked it, and all of the Christmas albums on the Billboard charts went up the week before Christmas. So uh, a few more alternative facts on that one. No, that's different. He was he wasn't lying, but he's still a retard. Like, if you wouldn't <laughs> notice this. But Joe Wells showed up. Who's that? Michael Flatley. Oh God. Oh God. Toe tap and toss her to Why do people still think he's Irish? He's not Irish. His parents are Irish. His parents are Irish. He grew up in Chicago. He loves Irish dancing. He fused Irish dancing. He's used to the moonwalk when he's Irish dancing as well. Oh god. It's groundbreaking in the Irish dancing world. Yeah. <laughs> But no, he decided he'd get in on the action as well. He, apparently he's danced on a lot of inaugurations. He says it's a great it's a great honour to dance for the President of the United States. I don't think he cares if they're Republican, if they're fucking independent, if it's... The spawn of Satan himself. Yeah, he doesn't care. He'll just do it for the money. <laughs> you know what so I mean? He's basically a whore. Well, like, he will whore his legs out to anyone. Lord of the Dance isn't what it was, do you know what I mean? Fucking the Eurovision 94 is 23 years ago now. Oh, Jesus, don't make me feel old. One final paycheck. <laughs> and next on the Trump shit list, after skirting intelligence meetings, he told Fox News' Chris Wallace, I don't need to hear the same information every day. I'm like a smart person. Now that is a self-disproving sentence, if ever I heard one. Donald also kindly assessed the intelligence of other world leaders when he tweeted... Great move on delay by V. Putin. I always knew he was very smart. Yeah, don't worry about that, Don. We know he's smart. He's playing you like a fucking fiddle. He's not the world leader whose intelligence concerns us. And finally this week for Trump's Twitter shitstorm, he tweeted, I am asking the chairs of the House and Senate committees to investigate top secret intelligence shared with NBC prior to me seeing it. Jesus, Donald, feel free to turn up to a fucking intelligence meeting and you'll see it before they do. What do you make of all this stuff getting leaked to the press? If I can sound like a bit of a conspiracy theorist, just for a second, I think it's all bullshit. Does it matter or does it not matter if the browser's pissed on the bed, <laughs> shit in the bed, died in the bed? Nothing's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? What, what I think is, I wouldn't be surprised if his crowd put it out there and it would totally deflect from more serious things like the Bailey just signed banning aid and abortions. Oh, yeah. So you reckon he did it on purpose? Oh, so... What the fuck is anyone going to do? <laughs> a lot of browsers pissed on him. Oh, oh God, are we, are we turning a little bit into a tinfoil hat podcast here? 
because we really don't end up like that fucking nutjob Alex Jones. You know, he does the conspiracy podcast Infowars. The Trump has actually tweeted. Give me a break. You think I am like, oh, shocked by it. So I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Serious crap. No, one of those umbrella hats. Mind you, it's true because the, all the confirmation of his cabinet picks. If you tell me Donald Trump has never been with a prostitute now, <laughs> you must, you need your head screwed on, man. <laughs> Would you focus stuff? He's got a fucking, he's got an army of them. <laughs> Not a chance. I know, I, I, I think he made it up. That's just me. You think he made it up just to distract from, let's say, the confirmation hearings of his cabinet appointments, Actually. who, let's be honest, are a fucking basket of shite. You got your man from Exxon Mobil. Rex Tillerson, yeah. You got, like the first day he was in office, they got rid of the climate change. They got rid of the LGBT. Oh, All off the, and people, people weren't talking about that. People were talking about golden showers and weeing on the bed. <laughs> give me a break, give um, me a break. It's, it's an interesting theory, I'll give you that, but of course, completely unsubstantiated. We, oh, yeah. we have no facts Just to me. Okay, right. man. Okay, so now let's turn away from Donald and get to the crux of this episode, which is... We'll keep it on point with pricks who talk. Absolute garbage, yeah. So, what what is it you think people hate most about Trump? If you were to kind of create a bullet point list. How long do we have? This is only going to be an hour and a half show. <laughs> we wait until next week. Could be, but give me a bullet point list. What do people hate most about him? He's a liar, he's a misogynist, he's an elitist, a climate change denier. All he's those racist. things. racist. Absolutely. Okay, so let's take that list. Let's go one at a time. And I will show you that this shit has been going on in UK politics for ages, okay? Now, let's start with stupid statements, okay? Build a wall in Mexico. Mexico's going to pay for it. Everyone laughed and went, oh, that's so stupid. He'll never do that, da, 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 you know, all that. That shit was the exact same stuff that was going on during Brexit. I'm going to give you a couple of examples here. We're going to start with possibly my least favorite person this side of Donald Trump, Michael Gove. Now, you know I've no affection for El Gove, especially being a teacher and him being a former Minister for Education. So, agreed. Michael Gove, who is from a background of, shall we say, privilege, went to a fee-paying private school, Robert Gordon, up in Scotland, Oxford educated. Uh, actually, interesting point, he's adopted. His original, his original mother was a ventriloquist doll, wasn't it? <laughs> Dad was a cunt. <laughs> He does look a little bit like a ventriloquist. Draw two lines from the side of his mouth. I, I don't even get neat. He just he does it himself with his frown lines. Anyway, actually, believe it or not, something of a bad boy is our Michael. According to the BBC, in October 2012, Gove wrote an apology letter to his former French teacher for misbehaving in class. What a prick. Go on. No, no, and Michael, you know, probably did something really devious, like laid out the forks in the dinner hall in the wrong order, going dinner, dessert, salad instead of salad, dinner, dessert. They were a scallious pillock. Glad he apologised for it, though, in fairness. All joking aside, as a teacher, if I caught Michael Gove in the back of my class eating a carpaccio of yellowfin tuna with chia and buckwheat bread, I'd want a fucking apology as well. <laughs> his dad, actually, no, his adoptive dad, is quoted as saying his son started getting interested in politics as a young boy and vowed to quote get a job where it'll cost you money to speak to me what a pretentious dickhead I'd pay him to shut up <laughs> I, I can't help but feel his adoptive dad developed a serious case of buyer's remorse at that point which is ironic because <laughs> Gove would give 17 million people that feeling a little later in life um, could, you, could you imagine his elf like big strapping you know, Scotsman. Scotsman and this little twat. 
Oh, can we give him back for poetry? What, what age is he? If for? he grew up in Scotland, why does he sound like that? You know what Scottish people sound like. Ah, I don't know. I've met a few people who went to private school around England and they all have that same voice. But that's the thing, yeah, he was in private school in Scotland. No, no, yeah, yeah. Private schools. And they sound like that in Scotland. It sounds like that everywhere. We have a couple of guys working with me from Hong Kong who sound like that. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Spare me. <laughs> Fair enough, all right. Um, his mom got in on this uh, BBC story as well. She was quoted as saying, He always wanted to be education secretary. Always wanted to become edu- education secretary. Do you not want to be a fireman or a footballer? Or a cowboy or something. Closet pedo. <laughs> but like, who the fuck as a kid says, I want to be education secretary. Michael Gove yeah, that's is it. who does. <laughs> but like, the thing that really <coughs> tickles me about this. He had be- no friends in school and he's like, oh, I'll show them. Yeah. I'll be education <laughs> secretary. Then everyone's going to get it. And then your kids will have to do <coughs> what I say. Yeah. Um, I do find it very interesting though, you want to be education secretary. Michael, if you want to be education secretary, fair enough, but become a fucking teacher so you'll know what the fuck you're talking about. In fairness, though, I suppose there is an awful lot of this in the Tory party. Let's have a quick look. Uh, Jeremy Hunt is the health secretary. He studied philosophy, politics and economics. Andrea Leadsom is the environment secretary and she studied political science. Uh, Boris Johnson wants to be prime minister and he went to clown college. So, you know, there's, there's a few where they didn't really go to college for what they wanted to do in life. Yeah, well... We don't need experts. <laughs> that, we that need is to the quote. trust ourselves. I know. I'll play you a quick clip here. This is what Michael Gove actually said. I think the people in this country have had enough of experts with uh, organisations from acronyms people of this saying, country have had saying, enough of experts. With, 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 from organisations with acronyms saying that they know what is best. People are sick of experts. Are you fucking kidding me? We laughed at Trump for saying stupid shit. And Michael Gove went on and said that with no one on his side, with no backup, no economist, no scientist, no one agreeing with him. He just said, "Oh, just trust yourself." And like, where was that? That is an incredible talent. Do you not think to have the the audacity to just say it? Just say it. Just say it. I've got a fellow with a microphone in his ear who has a production team who've all you know, then assistant producers who've looked in who have all the facts laid out in a row, exactly what will happen, what's happened before, what might happen. And you say, well, I don't care because the people of Britain are sick of expert. <laughs> Mate, you've got a pair of brass balls on you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You must do because I've seen your wife. <laughs> you've seen his wife? Have you not seen her? No. Jeez, you fucking right her into battle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to Google that later and see. I know his wife. She writes for the Daily Mail, though. That I do know, because she did a story recently, right? Which was uh, pictures of girls on holiday. Now, let's be honest. We've all been on holidays. You know, you have the crack. You get a bit tipsy. You get... Wasn't a picture of her on holidays? No, it? no, I don't think so. Burned into the but backyard corners. It was real, like it was real sniping. Going, you know, I weep for the future of our race when this is happening. And then it showed pictures of girls just pissed up on holidays, which we've all bloody done. Good for them. Yeah, exactly. And here she was like, giving a big holier than thou speech. I was like, oh, you are definitely married to Michael Gove in that case. But Michael Gove uh, went a little further as if he wasn't done with the stupid statements. He then went on during the Brexit campaign. He compared economic experts warning about Brexit to Nazis who smeared Albert Einstein's scientific findings during the 1930. Pot kettle black, you melting mannequin of mediocrity. <laughs> you're saying that they're the ones who are smearing Einstein you are you're the one they're Einstein and you're the one smearing them you fuckwit 
Honest to God, you couldn't, again. And people bought, 17 million people went with this. They went with Trump slash Gove in this case. Um, and, and I have to finish on this because this is a good one. Asked whether he might run for the Tory leadership in the future, Gove replied, count me out. Then of course he went full public school Judas and drove the Brie knife right into Boris's ample back. Fat bike. <laughs> Uh, he, he went on he has more than he next and th this is brilliant because I didn't realise Michael Gove ran his own parody account on Twitter he tweeted we need to renegotiate a new relationship with the EU based on free trade and friendly cooperation see that's the problem with Twitter and not having enough characters because if he had a bit more room he would say but get the smelly foreigners immigrants <coughs> blacks Arabs out you see, you've only got so much room to manoeuvre on that. <laughs> Fair enough. But this tweet, now this particular tweet caused a Twitter firestorm. And I, I'm going to read you. I want you to pick your favourite from this list. Because there were some replies to him. And these, honestly, I think are some of the best things I've ever read in my life. So a couple of things after this tweet that Michael Gove was then called on Twitter in response to this tweet. Number one, you boil in the bag rent-a-clown. Number two, you arse-cheeked bollock-wagon. Number three, you reprehensible spam-faced toolbag. Number four, you backstabbing cockwomble. Number five, you absolute wank crumpet. Number six, <laughs> go on. Number six, you haunted pork mannequin. And probably my favourite one, mate, you're a pie. Yeah, it's got to be that blunt, direct. See, the rest are quite, um, they're quite middle-class slaggings as yeah, well. Like, yeah, they're pretty good in fairness. Uh, like, I think it was someone from like Holder Manchester was like. Mate, you're a pa. <laughs> Fuck off. Which probably is like, you know, fairly harsh in that part of the world. Um, I've got one that it's I actually... It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. But I've, I've got one for you. Okay. Do you remember the original Ghostbusters? Yeah. Right, I've got a picture here I'm going to show you. How much does Michael Gove look like Rick Moranis' Down Syndrome little brother? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, folks, Google Rick Moranis Ghostbusters. Google Michael Gove. Put the pictures together. And it is... Twilight Zone that's I'm telling fucking, you that's a slap in the face Rick Moranis probably but now that we know he's adopted they could actually be twins <laughs> could be could Good be enough, fair enough. Uh, possibly the worst of all of this is that Gove was actually the first English reporter because he works for the Times who got a full interview with Donald Trump it's like yeah I know Trump could have talked to anyone he picked one of the Brexit boys doesn't Trump want our pal Farage to be the ambassador Oh god, yeah. Did you see Farage coming out with Ferrero Rocher though? I thought that was pretty funny in fairness. <laughs> you know, the sun shines on a dog's ass once a day. <laughs> I, I think we mocked that enough in the last episode, so we'll, we'll leave that one for now. Um, oh, so we did. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> see, it's been a month. We gotta gotta bang this stuff out more often. Okay, uh, moving on. We've just been busy. Yeah, banging models and you know spending my millions. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Um, so the thing that kind of came from this meeting with Trump that I found hilarious was I think Gove is actually trying to emulate Trump's methods. What I mean from this is, you know the way Trump, despite the fact he's an absolute, ironically, quite the pussy, um, tries to act a tough guy, you know, oh, we'll take the oil and we'll bomb the shit out of him and all that kind of stuff. So Gove tweeted out recently about Boris Johnson calling the EU Nazis. Again, they love calling people Nazis. Michael Gove tweeted... Quote, people offended by the Foreign Secretary's comments today are humourless, deliberately obtuse snowflakes. It's a, Yeah, he called someone else a snowflake. This guy called someone else a snowflake. This guy who looks like he thought the fight in Bridget Jones' diary was exceedingly violent. 
I don't know. He's tough enough, man. You saw him, he rolls off every morning. <laughs> Come on, seriously. This guy looks like he'd shit himself if someone in a tracksuit spoke to him in a loud tone. But he might be like... Who was it played Spider-Man? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, you know the way he's like, looking in the mirror <laughs> the next day. That could be Gove. You can't see what's under his suit. <laughs> okay, now, as stupid as Gove was with those quotes, let's move on to look at maybe the king of stupid quotes east of the Atlantic and the guy who I think genuinely looks like he could be related to Donald Trump, Boris Johnson. Boris uh, Johnson said... Oh, you know, gorilla, go yeah. on. <laughs> uh, Boris Johnson, when he was talking about China, said, uh, quote... Chinese cultural influence is virtually nil and unlikely to increase. Which he probably said as he was wolfing down his, you know, uh, sweet and sour pork dinner. Yeah, two little lady boys. That's more Thailand, really. That is more Thailand, yeah. (laughs) Nice try, though. You're going to love this, actually, because now that Bojo is totally sucking up to Trump that he has to work with him, he actually said about Trump last year during the primaries, the only reason I would not visit New York is the real risk of meeting Donald Trump. It's okay. We live in a post-truth society that never really happened now apparently him and Trump are great buddies on Barack Obama again during Brexit which was just a fountain of bullshit last year he said quote no one was sure whether the president had himself been involved in the decision some said it was a snub to Britain some said it was a symbol of the part Kenyan president's ancestral dislike of the British Empire which Churchill had been such a fervent defender why would you say that like that (laughs) That is not funny. That's not even, like, clever. It's just saying weird shit. It's weird. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like weird. I like David O'Doherty. I like Noel feel- Feeling. A bit of kooky weirdness. But that's, like, evil weird. That's nerdo weird. That's that fella in the back of the class. Do you know what I mean? Rubbing his legs and looking at the girls. Weird. <laughs> Boris Johnson looks a little bit like he could do that, though. He has that pervy look about him. Yeah. Yeah. Next one, uh, he, talking about the uh, president of Turkey. Now, the capital of Turkey is Ankara. He referred to the president as a terrific wankerer. Did <laughs> <laughs> you think in his head when he said that? He just in his head he heard. He just saw that emoji, you know, the smirky emoji on Instagram. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> big time, fucking big time. Uh, um, I, I wonder if like Trumpy brings his own laughing track with him for these uh, meetings. Um, as, a, as a film fan you'll like this next one because he took on old Arnold Schwarzenegger as well how dare he how fucking dare he take on the king there's one person one person alone takes on Arnie and that's Sylvester Stallone <laughs> no one else you, you'll like this though because so I think Schwarzenegger in fairness started he gave Boris Johnson a bit of grief about something and Boris Johnson replied my speaking style was criticised by no less an authority than Arnold Schwarzenegger it was a low moment, my friends, to have my rhetorical skills denounced by a monosyllabic Austrian cyborg. Alright, number one, you fat bastard, he's not a cyborg. He's Mr. Universe. He goes to the gym, you should fucking try it. And number two, English is his second language. How many languages do you speak? You can barely grasp English if you're not talking pure shite. How dare you? That's Aaron fucking Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Um, so Boris Johnson also like on the topic of saying stupid things said quote if we judged everyone by the stupid unguarded things they blurt out to the nearest and dearest then we wouldn't ever get anywhere in fairness Boris have you ever said anything else like if you ever you know if you were to camouflage the stupid shit you say with some clever stuff it'd be harder for us to spot (laughs) you know like put it in a forest of well thought out economic arguments we wouldn't ever get anywhere except for maybe 
fucking American ambassador, foreign secretary for the Tory government. Yeah, man. You know, you never get anywhere saying stupid shit. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, he also talking about disasters, natural disasters. I think he said, my friends, as I've discovered myself, there are no disasters, only opportunities. And indeed, opportunities for fresh disasters. I feel like that should have been written on his birth certificate. <laughs> Along with world's biggest baby. <laughs> Please adopt. He actually does look a bit like Chris from Family Guy, you know the son? Oh, he does. I don't think anyone's ever called him on it. Well, I don't know why you would have said. <laughs> oh, can we trademark that now, so? Imagine the reporter. And by the way, Boris, have you watched Family Guy? Yeah, I have. I know. I know what you're going to say. Uh, yeah, he has all the diplomatic skill and prowess of Chris from Family Guy. Um, let's move on to our next shit spouter du jour, which is Andrea Ledsom. Good girl. Good uh, now, girl. again, being that we would like to be a pre-truth podcast, we want to make a correction from last episode. We said that Andrea Ledsom was the energy secretary. That was wrong. She's actually the environment secretary, uh, not the energy secretary. Don't so, worry about it. She gets mistaken herself sometimes. Oh, you don't know the half of it, brother. Listen to this. So she said when she was running for leader of the Tory party. Now, keep in mind, she said this out loud into a microphone of a reporter who she was trying to speak to, to you know, to get people to like her, to be Tory leader. She said it would be sensible for parents not to employ a male nanny to look after their children because he could be a paedophile. Go on. That's a little UKIP for me, isn't it? A little BNP. Like That's a little... Teenager, do you know what I mean? Or oh, pedo, he's a pedo, he's a pedo. Yeah, can't look after kids, he could be a pedo. Like, way to fucking label 3.5 billion people in one go there, Andrea. She actually she added then, quote, Now you can call that sexist, I call that cautious and very sensible when you look at the statistics. Your odds are stacked against you if you employ a man. We know pedophiles are attracted to working with children. I'm sorry, but they are the facts. Now, I don't know about you, but honestly, after hearing that, I'm surprised Andrea was actually willing to marry or even date her husband at all. Because according to a University of Michigan study, 99% of sex crimes are committed by men. So ladies, cancel that date because we know sex offenders are attracted to women. I'm sorry, but they are the facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go with a few more of these uh, lead some facts, for example. Uh, number one, stop eating meals and snacks as 100% of food poisoning incidents occurred when people ate food. So do the humane thing, slowly starve yourself to death. Also, you're going on holiday soon. I have to tell you, no, do not, I don't know if you've already booked your flights, do not book flights with airlines that hire qualified pilots because 100% of plane crashes have happened when a qualified pilot was at the controls. The facts are indisputable. You're staying out of the water because at least 95% of shark attacks happen when you're wet. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Also, don't let your kids swim in water because they could be pedophile sharks. Led some facts, folks. Led some facts. Pedo sharks. Absolutely. Um, next, <laughs> next on the can't stop themselves from saying stupid shit list. Uh, Justice Secretary Liz Trust. Yes. yes. You like our Liz, don't you? Uh, Liz said, genuinely, keep in mind, this is the woman in charge of our prisons. She said barking dogs could be deployed to prevent drones flying drugs into prisons. I don't think she knows what a drone is. I think she's mistaken drones for birds. <laughs> Do you reckon he's racing pigeons laced with cocaine and just fly them straight into the prison yard? That's a bit old school. Wait, that's nothing actually. Have a look at this clip. At the moment, we import two thirds of all of our apples. We import nine tenths 
of all of our pears. We import two-thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. Why, why was she talking about that, though? Was, she back, was this back when she was... So she was, it was part of the Tory conference and she was speaking, trying to, you know, drum up interest in British business, trying to, you know, rally the troops. But I tell you what, oh, man, El Liz really has her finger on the pulse of British society, doesn't she? She really knows what's important to people. Pears. Cheese. Cheese and pears. She goes to a lot of cheese and apple parties. <laughs> She she really is a charismatic one, isn't she? I love that she's talking about these things, though, because at, at the same time, this is coming from a woman who is now in the government who has overseen the rise of food banks in England, where re in 2016, 520,000 emergency food parcels were dispersed to English people, up from 113,000 back in 2012. So fingers crossed there was some food in there, because at least then, you know, that's the important thing. And British, British cheese, British cheese. Very I know, important. I know we're a podcast. You can't see the maniacal look on her face when she's talking there. But rest assured, we'll whack the clips up on Twitter and Instagram and all that. You can have a good look at them. Yeah, she she is pretty bad because <laughs> it makes for very entertaining viewing. Oh man, that one. She, but I love the way she speaks in it. Where like she's the least charismatic teacher ever, but like trying to. It's, it's, no, students it's, the, going. it's the bob of the head. Wait you see it. She's got that bob of the head like uh, old George W. used to have. Oh, she does too, yeah. yeah. Oh, what cheese? And just a little wiggle of it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Um, I, I've got a good, good one actually you might like here um, just on this topic of, you know, the Tories and food banks and stuff. Uh, Baroness Anne Jenkin, who was a former close member of the Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, and she's a, a Tory peer now, she said poor people use food banks because, quote, they don't know how to cook. Again, really, finger on the pulse there, really getting people. That's a 21st century, then let them eat cake, <laughs> if ever I've heard of. Jeez, it better, well, it, as long as it's British cake, because you don't want to be importing cake to so they don't go on the That fox. is a disgrace. They don't go on the fox hunt because they haven't learned to ride on horses. Oh. I know, yeah, it's shameful. Okay, next up on our uh, Saying Stupid Shit list, Zach Goldsmith, who you'll remember ran a, shall we say, mildly racist mayoral he campaign. Right. I think he was misquoted, because the paper said of him, um, the paper said that he said of Khan that he repeatedly legitimised those with extremist views. And then he kind of, he backtracked on it. I don't know if he actually said it or if it was a bit of he said, she said. And like, He's what, isn't he a Bollywood man? He's a big fan of that. He can't descended <laughs> from... From India. Pakistan. Yeah, his parents are in... Parents oh, sorry, are his grandparents are Indian. And he's do-ding. Do-ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he likes Bollywood. Does he have a listen to this clip? I'm a Bollywood fan, so anything with a Bollywood theme, I'm I will lap it up. You say you're a Bollywood fan. Do you have a favourite actor or a favourite Bollywood film? Oh, no, you're, you're going to... I wouldn't be able to... No, I'm not going to give you one. I can't think. Of, I can't think of a favourite. Think of a single Bollywood film or actor. I, I, I can think of. I can't think of a favourite. I love the. I love the whole. I love almost everything about Bollywood. I love the atmosphere. I love the colour. I love the excitement. I want as much Bollywood as possible here in London. There is a link. A lot of Bollywood happens in London. It's a big part of our economy. It's a growing part of our economy. It's a good thing. He no more knows about fucking Bollywood than I do. Who was it was telling me? <laughs> Someone's. Someone was telling me that he was into all that and that it was pure bollocks, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's the clip. 
He, he couldn't fucking name a film or a Bollywood star. It was pure like, oh, look at me. I'm here to pander to the brown people. I like what they like. I'm like, Zach, you are a white boy from Southwest Richmond. You know nothing about Bollywood. Talking absolute shite. I'm, but I'm, but th this I'm embarrassed. To be, I'm embarrassed. Oh, yeah, I would cringe watching that clip. If I might, again, make a drawback to Trump here. You remember when Trump, during the... Um, during the election went to like black churches and stuff and it was just the most awkward shit you've ever seen like I was thinking he was probably just sitting there hoping his skin wouldn't sizzle you know touching something holy but that was it it was just pandering just this stupid pandering and again people in England saw this and went yeah I'm gonna vote for him <laughs> how could he not name one actor make up a name yeah. oh I like Khan or yeah Sanjeev Khan there's, I should point Patel. out, there, there's 1.1 billion Indians. If you make up a fairly Indian sounding name, you'll probably get one. Spit it out. Say something. Just think of an Indian first. Like, let's play this game for Irish people. All right, here we go. Here we go. Francis Fitzpatrick. Now, I'd say if you took out the phone book, there'd be about 800 of them in there. No, the best one ever with that is playing that game is on the Late Late Show, which is like our... <clears throat> Our version of the Graham Norton show, or, um, or Parky, they had this. Um, do you remember this when they had? The, I don't. Uh, uh, what do they call? Psychic was on, and the psychic looks out in the crowd and goes, "Has anyone in here lost a Patrick or a Mary?" <laughs> well, of course they have. It's fucking Ireland. I'd love to have probably three quarters of the crowd raised their hand. They did. Yeah, everyone. Does anyone here like? Potatoes. <laughs> I know, don't you go, I really miss you. Oh, fucking spare me, will you? Yeah, no, that, that's not so good. But that, that was Zach and uh, man, that dude just is outrageous. Okay, let's move on now to look at the next Trumpian bullet point. That Those ones were about just saying stupid shit and yet people still voting for you. The next one is a bit more harsh, racism. Now, I think we can all agree Trump is a racist bigot. Who would you say I'm gonna talk about now? Who is Trump's equivalency here? Bollocked faced ambassador, smokes 20 a day, hates the gays, Nigel Farage. Absolutely, man. Jesus, where to begin with this guy? So, just a couple of the things he's come out with. First of all, my, I'm going to say personal favourite, but in the most ironic sense, he claimed when they won the uh, Brexit referendum that the Brexit campaign had been won without a bullet being fired. Tell that to Joe Cox's husband. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's Nigel really succinctly summed up right there. He also said, quote, I think scientists have got it wrong on smoking. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you, Nigel. With the amount you smoke, we're really hoping they got it spot on. He also then said, quote, any normal fair-minded person would have the perfect right to be concerned if a group of Romanian people suddenly moved in next door. Jesus, imagine the poor Romanians next door. Imagine that consternation when they realise Nigel Farage is next door. Imagine you moved in and a lot of skinheads were living next to you. Yeah, that's it. Do you reckon the Romanians were just like, right, fuck this, pack the shovels and the accordions, we are out of here. Nothing's worth this. <laughs> he also, of course, now getting a little more racist with this. Farage also said, quote, Cologne-style sex attacks could happen in Britain. Though admittedly, he might have just been talking about Trump's first meeting with Theresa May next month. Ew. <laughs> but again, so that's it. That, what do you think? What does that sound like that Trump said? So Farage is saying basically... Migrants who come here will rape people. Does that ring a bell? It does, yeah. There's a, there a couple of sex predators. 
kind of on the loose now and they're in plain sight as well so there was this one fella what was it he said he was oh I, I did try I did try and fuck her she was married and I moved on her like a bitch but I couldn't get there and she was married <laughs> then all of a sudden I see her now she's got these big phony titties and everything she's totally changed her look I've got to use some tic tacs just in case I start kissing her you know I'm automatically attracted to beautiful I, I just start kissing them it's like a magnet just kiss I don't even wait and when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. That was, of course, the... He was Cologne Syrian, story. was he? That was the Cologne. Oh, that was the Syrian story. lads from Cologne. Yeah, that, that, that was probably it. Just after they grabbed that girl by the pussy. <laughs> but they're stars, so they can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Next up on the Nigel Farage hit list, he said, The great and the good will decide what is good for us and make sure that we get what is good for us good and hard. That was, I think, some sort of Brexit. I'm sorry, can I have that um, again, please? <laughs> so, again, talking about Brexit, I think this was his like rallying call to his uh, supporters who overwhelmingly were a little bit white and a little bit male. He said, the great and good will decide what is good for us and make sure that we get what is good for us, good and hard. Do you reckon that qualifies as like four playing dirty talk in the Farage household? Oh, yeah. Say his missus. His missus is German, though, did you know that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's something I only recently learned. I know, I think it was me that told you on the last podcast. Oh yeah, it was. This podcast, I'm telling man, this podcast is so informative. We are just educating the masses here. I, I, one thing that truly bugged me though about Farage, um, so you mentioned earlier about Joe Cox's husband. Brendan Cox has been doing unbelievable work since his wife was murdered. Um, and he does a lot of work with a charity called Hope Not Hate. You ever heard of them? I have indeed. Fair play to them. Yeah, uh, so Farage, again, channeling his Trump, got on Twitter don't talk to people in person or anything Nigel said uh, on Twitter quote terrible news from Berlin but no surprises events like these will be the Merkel legacy now this was where there was uh, kind of terrorist attacks in Berlin Brendan Cox tweeted at Nigel Farage saying blaming politicians for the actions of extremists question mark that's a slippery slope Nigel probably a fair point but uh, Farage of course shot back saying well of course he would know more about extremists than me Mr Cox he backs organisations like Hope Not Hate, who masquerade as being lovely and peaceful, but actually pursue violent and undemocratic means. Now there's being an arsehole, and there's being this shitbag. Yeah, a step too far there, Nigel. But they don't care. They don't care. Like four million people voted UKIP last year. Does that not break your heart a little bit? How shit's their life, though? We were talking <laughs> about this before, though. How shit is their life? We need to get someone on the phone just figure out how bad does it have to be because I've been to a couple of shitholes but it couldn't be that bad <laughs> to follow him no no I, I don't think it could but there, there you go four million votes um, alright let's move to Trump's next greatest let's call it an asset uh, sexism which hey, I hey. Held on. yeah that, that, this is maybe Donald's. this is one for the ladies <laughs> all you sexy ladies out there listening to us okay so we're going to talk about Philip Davis or Davies who's a Tory MP Okay, keep in mind, this guy has been voted in twice. Okay, keep that in mind. Earlier this month, good-natured, kind-hearted Philip spoke for an hour and 20 minutes in the House of Commons in an attempt to block a bill, and I kid you not, on violence against women. We may add that Philip is indeed single, ladies, so if you like anything you hear... Oh, I know, form an orderly queue, ladies. Like, this fella is available, single and ready to grab you by the... Yeah. Um... <laughs> So he, the reason he did this, he talked for an hour and 20 minutes because there's a thing called filibustering, right? Filibustering is where you talk for so long because no one's allowed to interrupt you in the House of Commons if, I'm, if we're debating a piece of law. 
as long as I'm talking, you have to let me say my piece. So if I can talk for long enough, we run out of time and we can't vote on the law, hence the law gets defeated. So here they were trying to pass a few measures. Um, the, the actual one here, let me just make sure I get this right. This one, the draft legislation was brought forward by Isla Whiteford of the Scottish, Scottish National Party who wanted to enforce or ratify the Istanbul Convention on tackling and preventing violence against women. It was supported by a number of MPs from all party and it did pass. Oh, Philip couldn't keep up the talkie talk and it passed by 135 votes to two. Who was the other wanker? <laughs> Who knows? But this is true, right? This is actually what Philip Davies said about this bill to protect women against violence. He said, um, quote, it is sexist against men, political correctness gone mad, and virtue signaling. He thought it's, he said it was sexist to focus on violence against women. This fella just sounds like a riot. I'd say fill this fella full of drink and just throw him into a nightclub, see what happens. Do you think his, was it, when was it he got divorced? Back 2012, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he was married, shockingly got divorced. Do you think maybe, no, maybe, we don't know, you don't know where people, you know. Yeah, maybe he was just was. a really bad chef and the wife couldn't take the cooking anymore. No, maybe the wife was like, it was like Ross Kemp all over again. The wife was giving him a few slaps. He thought, fuck, I gotta go. Yeah, and I need to really champion men's rights. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Give it back to them. Okay, but, but if you're thinking along those lines, let me just run a few other things by you. Philip, again, the kind-hearted, gentle soul that he is, also blocked the following bills. A bill to give free hospital car parking to carers. As in care attendants or nurses or what? Kind of, yeah, carers who look after patients. And he thought, no, these fucking freeloaders need to pay their way. Good mm -hmm. man, Philip. Uh, next one, he voted against a bill to make homes fit for human habitation. Who's that even a bill? <laughs> a fantastic question that I have no answer to. Uh, he also voted against banning wild animal use in circuses. Fuck those elephants, make them stand up and dance. Someone has to take a look at this fella's bank account because it's probably just or under his mattress because there's probably cash deposits in there. <laughs> and clown hats gifted to him by the circus. Um, and the last thing. Like, why do you want to ban the use of wild animals in the circuses? Well, last time I was at the circus, I saw a wild animal being used, and what can I say? It moved me <laughs> to a bigger house. <laughs> Uh, he also tried to uh, pass through several bills privatising the NHS. Because I don't know about you, but I like paying for my doctors. I've, I've, got a, you know, I've got a few hundred quid burning a hole in my pocket and a sore stomach. But Give me a doctor. There's plenty of things. I, obviously, I am more left-leaning. But things like that, I can't understand how you would even think it's a good idea. Like, how much does he love the circus? Like? <laughs> how so like, we're back on the circus here. Or like, how much do you... How can you hate free healthcare? That's a man with too much money, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thinking behind it is these Tory folk all want to privatise the NHS because they think that they're paying for it. Their taxes are being used where they would like to reduce taxes and everyone just pays for their own doctors. That's the thinking behind it. That's people with too much cash because... Yeah, they have the means to pay for it. But they don't want to be pinch. paying for your healthcare. That money should be sitting in Panama. They don't want it being wasted on things like, you know, helping asthmatics and, you know, child cancer wards. No, they want to leave that money accruing interest in Switzerland somewhere. That's, it's their money. They earned it. They should have the right to leave it somewhere. They'll never even see it or spend it again rather than using it for, you know, wasteful public services. You're right, all right, go on. All right, okay, so that brings us to our uh, Irish lady. We like to, you know, keep track of what's happening back home in the Emerald Isle. 
So uh, that brings us to our section on what we call hashtag crack lives matter. So this week it was reported that Victoria Milan, an extramarital affairs website, has a staggering 75,000 members in Ireland. <laughs> now, they, they actually said on the story, they ranked all of the counties in Ireland by who's the most likely to cheat, like who had the most members. Um, unsurprisingly, Dublin came all first. the dubs. <laughs> so Dublin came first as the mo- most likely to cheat in their other half. Um, can you, do you want to have a guess? Who do you think came second? Cavan. No. Does begin with a C though. Cork. Cork. Absolutely. Was the second biggest city. In fairness, yeah, that's probably not terribly surprising. I think it'd be more interesting if they looked at, you know, number of accounts per capita to find out that way. But you get this, get this, because talking about, oh, well, of course, they're the top, they have the biggest population. Who was number three? Go on. Sligo. What? Sligo. For For those of you from England listening, Sligo is small, it's on the west. And it is the Devon of Ireland. And I can only imagine them. Why do, what do you think is driving people in Sligo to go looking for an extramarital affair? Running out of cousins to shag. <laughs> yeah, hell. <laughs> no offence. Uh, it's too easy. Too what? easy. Too easy. God, give me something else. All right. Um, so they interviewed the CEO of this extramarital affair website about it. Um, his name, Sigurd Vidal, which honestly makes him sound like that painting in Ghostbusters. No, I imagine a man with a very thin moustache. Yeah. Brown, pinstripe, three-piece suit. <laughs> but the important thing here, so Sigurd Vidal, the CEO of the Victoria Milan website, he strongly stressed that his website is not to blame for cheating. He said, quote, Victoria Milan did not invent infidelity, and having an affair is something that is only too human. Now, coming out and defending your website like that, I cannot help but feel this fella should definitely get a job with the National Rifle Association in America. You could just see him standing up on the podium now after, you know, 24 kids have been massacred in a school and he goes, listen, guns don't kill people, bullets kill people. We simply provide the necessary apparatus to propel them at 2,500 feet per second. If you happen to do so in a primary school or cinema, who am I to judge? And if you would like to know where to buy these guns, please take one of my cards. But I suppose he is kind of right. Infidelity has been around for a century. Centuries. I know many men who have that shortcoming. I just don't think that they need a website to make it easier for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so at this point, I would like to uh, start to bring us to a close. And I'd just like to say that thank you to everyone who has been listening. And if you've enjoyed the show, please tell your friends about us. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app tickles your trump. Please like and share our Facebook page because we'd like to reach as many people in the UK as possible. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us to give us something to talk about or a question or anything like that, you can email us at pubstoolpoliticians at gmail.com. That's all one word. So again, that's pubstoolpoliticians at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at pubstoolpolitik. Uh, please do send us any notes, comments, hate mail, anything you'd like us to discuss or anything like that. Um, let's try and finish on a, on a good note. You're a big film buff. Train Spotting yeah. 2 coming out this weekend. Are you excited? Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. 20 years. Since the first one came out. Indeed, 20 they, years? Yeah. Is it really that long? Yeah, and they do in the film, they do it all on the same timeline. 20 years ago, who was being sworn in in America? It was, it was, oh, it was um, Bill Clinton going in for a second term. Yeah, buddy. Monica was but a pup. Jeez, yeah, she was much younger back then. Like nowadays, Trump wouldn't touch her. <laughs> he might. I can see that speech now. I would not have sexual relations with that woman. She's past 35. 
I mean, look, have you seen her? Look at her. <laughs> would I? No, never. Disgusting. Yes, you would. But yeah, in the spirit of train spotting, in the spirit of the uh, the monologue at the start, we talking about choose life. We decided to kind of make up our own one, but we've decided to call it choose sides. So we'll leave you on this. Choose sides. Choose the right. Choose the wrong. Choose a big fucking trident missile. Choose Brexit, the alt-right, National Front and UKIP. Choose poor healthcare, lower taxes and less foreigners. Choose millions of pissed off women marching the streets. Choose never affording your own home. Choose Breitbart, fake news and black lives don't really matter. Choose Sean Spicer giving alternative facts. Choose climate change denial and wondering why the fucking world is heating up. Choose sitting on that couch watching lying entitled pussy grabbing demagogues. Quoting Bain and giving small minded speeches to small minded smaller fucking crowds. And choose rotting away at the end of it all. Pissing your last in a miserable town thinking about your what ifs, your indecisiveness and your failure to act. Nothing but an embarrassment to the selfish fucked up brats you spawn to replace yourself. And now we have a little bit worse. Choose your future. Choose sides.